as we go to chapter 7, the visions of judgment. Who, is, uh, who was Amos again? A shepherd, a fig uh, grower, and also, what is the other thing we can qualify Amos to be? Yes. A prophet with a... A prophet with a, a difficult message. Finding yourself... Uh, don't forget this. In the midst of many prophets, God gave him a difficult task. Like a lot of us have difficult tasks. May God grant us the wisdom to penetrate and use... Because it takes people with difficult tasks, it takes wisdom of God to help them. Do you understand? But with Amos, as he's hearing, God is saying, go, 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 go. You know, sometimes fear may let you. So because he's a prophet with a difficult task, but he must still release it. And that takes us to chapter 7. Visions of judgment. The judgment we are going to read in this chapter. Locust, fire, and plumb line. And in chapter 8, one judgment in chapter 9, another judgment. But we are finishing chapter 7 today because our time is fast spent. This is what the Sovereign Lord showed me. You know, I want you to underline that word, showed me, because the Lord will open our eyes after reading these scriptures. We are royal priesthood, a holy nation, peculiar people. We must be seeing vision. We are prophets and prophetesses. We must be seeing vision. People were with me in Ireland the other, uh, in the weekend. We really entered into it. What we are supposed to be doing. How we can come and pronounce God's word to the people. Or pronounce it to ourselves. If there are some certain things we need to do. We enter into that in Ireland. In the weekend. This is what the sovereign Lord showed me. I want you to underline that word showed. It takes someone that's really close to the heart of God for him to see something. And that confirms the book of Numbers. My prophet, I speak with face to face, mouth to mouth, when he was addressing that to Moses. He was preparing swarm of locusts. This is what God showed him. After the king's shear had been harvested, and just as the late crops were coming up, when they had stripped the land clean, I cried out. This vision is terrible. Sovereign Lord, forgive. How can Jacob survive? He is so small with all these big punishments that you are bringing up on Jacob. He's too small. So the Lord relented. That shows that God answers prayer, isn't it? This, is, this will not happen, the Lord said. This is what the Sovereign Lord showed me. Another vision that he sees. You remember that Joel, those of you that were with me in Ireland, in the last, uh, in the, uh, in the last day, what did God say we do? It's part, it's part of uh, uh, people we see vision and all the rest of that. This is what the Lord showed me. The sovereign Lord was calling for judgment by fire. Number one, judgment by locusts. Number two, judgment by fire. God is a consuming fire. First Peter chapter 3. From verse 9 to 12 or 11 there. And second Peter. Second Peter. 
He dried up the great deep and devoured the land. Then I cried out, Sovereign Lord, I beg you, stop. How can Jacob survive? He's so small. That shows you the work of prophets. Shows you the work of a leader, to, to the work of people that God has called in position. He said we must not sleep nor slumber until we see the manifestation of God on the walls of our churches, on the walls of our homes, on the walls of our children's life, on the walls of individuals' life. We must not. So this shows a prayer, a prayer warrior. You cannot say you are an intercessor and God is not showing you vision. What are you praying about? And God is not leading you as you are praying. Pray for this, pray for that. You are not just using a gauging. Then you must buckle up. Amen? But as a prophet of God here, we could see when he saw the vision, he prayed. I wrote here, prayer is the key. Prayer is the key for every believer. Prayer is the key. The way Amos, Amos' prayer should, should help us and remind us so that we can be praying fervently, as the word of God says. We can pray fervently for our nation. We can pray fervently for our churches. We can pray fervently for our homes, for our husbands, for our wives, for our children. This is Amos' prayer should really buckle, help us to buckle up so that our prayer life will not remain empty. Because due prayer, he was able to see God's vision. Terrible vision. Because if Amos had not been a prayer warrior or somebody that is committed to God, he wouldn't have seen all this thing for him to come and beg. Evil will be coming, doom will be coming upon people. If we did not pray to see it, that doom will come. But in Amos' time, because of his, uh, 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 his prayer, he was, God was, he was able to see the punishment of God upon the people. So is God called, has God called you? Or as a member of uh, the, this church, what is it that you are doing? Can you come forward and tell us that we need to pray ahead? Pray, pray. You see the man of God that is leading us. We finished 90 days. What did he say again? We should continue. Let him who have ears hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Because he's seen it. It's not, why are we praying? It's not because doom is coming. To Amos it was for doom. But we are praying because God actually wants us to pray. When we pray, we save our lives from evil, from danger. We can be able to carry people along and things will happen. But in the case of this Amos, he was shown a lot of, uh, through the vision, things that will happen to Israel. He said he saw fire. I dried, dried up the great deep and devoured the land. Then I cried out, Sovereign Lord, I beg you, stop. How can Jacob survive? It's so small. So the Lord did what? I want you to underline that verse 3. Verse 6, so the Lord relented. That shows a forgiving God. That if we cry to Him, He will forgive us. This will not happen either, the Lord said. This is what He showed me. The Lord was standing by a wall that had been built true uh, 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 to plumb with a plumb line in His hand. <laughs> with a word? Plumb line. Plumb line is something that all these builders used to adjust when they build the wall. And the Lord asked me, what do you see, Amos? 
A plumb line, I replied. Then the Lord said, Look, I am setting a plumb line among my people, Israel. I will spare them no longer. He's raising a standard. That's what he's saying. The high places of Isaac will be destroyed. The sanctuaries of Israel will be ruined. I want you to underline the word destroyed. Ruined. With my sword, I will rise against the house of Jeroboam. May that not be us in Jesus' name. When God's anger gets to a limit, it has to take shape like this. Amos and Amaziah. Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel. These are the people that Amos were working with. This Amos, a true prophet, this one, they are prophets that are looking for what they will eat. And you will soon hear what he said. You know today we have pastors, and we also have pastors that are looking for what they will eat. We have evangelists, we have evangelists that are looking for what they will eat. So even if God is showing them vision, or God is using some other people to prophesy the truth, truthful thing, they will be seeing wrong thing. What they will be seeing is 100 people to give 1,000 pounds. 1,000 times 100. Is God saying that? All they are seeing because of their belly. So Amos, a prophet, and this one, a priest, you can see. He said, then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent a message to Jeroboam, king of Israel. Amos is raising a conspiracy against you in in the very heart of Israel. The land cannot bear all his words. For this is what Amos is saying. You can see in the midst of saying the truth, there are some people that are envying you and trying to distract or disturb the work of God. May we not be Amaziah in Jesus' name. Jeroboam will die by the sword. He now went to misrepresent Amos' message from the Lord. Jeroboam will die by the sword. And Israel will surely go into exile. Away from their native land. He was not just interested in God's message. He was only worried about what he will eat. So that he can prophesy to Jeroboam. And tell the king, look, this man is giving you rubbish. That is not what God is saying. He's just talking. Because of what he will eat. Then Amaziah said to Amos, get up, get out. You see her. Go back to the land of Judah. End your bread there. Don't spoil my work here. Don't spoil my work for me here. Prophet of doom. Prophet with a difficult message. God is not, a, God is not difficult the way you are bringing God to us. You know? Then Amaziah said to Amos, get out, you see her. Go back to the land of Judah. End your bread there. And do your prophesying there. These are challenges. When, you are, when you're a man of God, a man of truth, a woman of truth, that will always be a challenge. So if it's happened in the Bible, it will also happen with us. So in anything we are going through, make sure you stand on the word of God. And your bread there, and do your prophe- prophesying there. Don't prophesy anymore at Bethel. You know, because he's the... Uh, the one, the real prophet domain that, 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 that uh, stays in Bethel is a priest. Don't spoil my work for me here. And that also happened to the book, uh, uh, to the apostles, the book of Acts, chapter 4, verse uh, 
16 or 18, I'm not very sure. But let's get it and put it on the screen. Don't prophesy when the disciples were doing the right thing. Do they not have challenges? So if these people have challenges, what is that challenge that you are going through? That you are letting need to overcome you. Don't prophesy anymore in Be- at Bethel because this is the king's sanctuary and the temple of the kingdom. I'm working for, a go- for government. This is my own government place. Don't destroy the work for me because government will pay you. But it's only God that pays Amos. Amos answered Amaziah, I was neither a prophet nor the son of a prophet. <laughs> but I was a shepherd. And I also took care of sycamore fig trees. So if we ask you, who was Amos? A shepherd? Keeper of sycamore trees? Is not a son of a prophet. A shepherd? Someone that takes care of sycamore fig trees? And a prophet with a difficult message. Those three things. You are asked. You must bring them to me. But the Lord took me from tending. You know, I'm not born in wells. I'm not from the palace. I'm not uh, asked to serve in the government. I'm just an ordinary person. That's why God is using me. And I just want to be faithful. Because you might, you might be doing the right thing and somebody is challenging you. Who are you? He said, I'm just ordinary person. I'm a humble shepherd. Keeper of sycamore trees. It's God that is sending me with this difficult message. I don't want to bring this message forward, but God is sending me. But if God is sending me, I will go for him. But the Lord took me from tending the flock and said to me, go, prophesy to my people Israel, go. It was the Lord. The Lord is the one that is charging my back tree. The Lord is the one that is directing me. He said to me, and he only had go, go, prophesy to my people Israel. Now then, hear the word of the Lord. You say, do not prophesy again against Israel and stop preaching against the descendants of Isaac. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. You know, as uh, Amaziah is challenging him, he's hearing from the Lord. So what are the challenges that we face today? We must hear from God. For us to return their challenges, then we must hear from God. Today, a lot of us are not hearing from God. That's why we are making MWM. Sometimes we don't even hear, we don't even read the word of God that gives us right. We are, we quoted, the disciples, they quoted the word of God and they were hearing from God. That Acts chapter 4, I asked you to put it there for me. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. These are challenges. But when you get to read the whole Acts of Apostles chapter 4, you'll be able to see when the disciples had challenges, what they did. This is also happened to Amos here. And Amos said, you have asked me not to prophesy against Israel, as if I'm the one doing that. And to also stop preaching against the descendant of Isaac, as if he's the one doing it. But he has mentioned that it's God that asked me to call me, go prophesy to Israel. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm not just making or thinking from the heart. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. 
your wife will become prostitute in the city. And your sons and daughters will fall by the sword. Your land will be measured and divided up. And you yourself will die in pagan country. And Israel will surely go into exile. Away from their native land. May the Lord bless the reading of His Holy Word. You know, sometimes we must, what I really want us to pick from here, sometimes we might think that if God actually sent us, we will do the correct thing. Sometimes people will feel, ah, am I the only one? Uh, let me not, let me corner it like this, or let me, God is not telling you to help in doing this thing. Whatever word God gives to you, you must go out there and speak it out. We won't be prophets, you know, like I pray with a difficult message, but if God is giving you a difficult message, may the Lord grant us grace and wisdom. In the case of uh, uh, Amos, it's like John the Baptist. Who are you to come and carry my microphone and be talking to people in the palace? But because the grace is there. We want to pray for the grace of God to speak forth. When we are full of the grace of, of, of His grace, then we can speak forth. And people will hear us. People will listen to us. In the case of this Amos, he was asked to go and pronounce judgment. He was not afraid because he had God. Look at the way he stood out here in that verse uh, 14. After all the challenge from Amaziah, that go and get away, get out of here. You see, are you, what are you seeing? You are seeing rubbish. Because he was protecting his position in Bethel. Maybe in Bethel, there is a salary that they paid him. And once that position, once he come and be prophesying like uh, Amos, he won't get that salary anymore. He will not get all the things. He's, he's, he's fighting for his belly. Some people are doing wrong services because of their belly. May we not be such prophets in the name of Jesus. So the challenge was too much for, 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 for Amaziah. Then he went to the report. Gave a wrong. He said, this man is come to be prophet of doom. He's really telling us that we are going to go into Ezra. We are going to fall by the sword. And all the rest of that. He's even going to be away from my native land. Someone said that somebody is going on to exile in France and all the rest of that. This is what this prophet is saying. I don't, he, he was coming against everything that God is giving Amos to speak. But look at the humble Amos. Verse 12. Then Amaziah said to Amos, Get out, you see her. Go back to the land of Judah. End your bread there and do your prophesying there. Don't come here. Don't come here and spoil the work for me at all. Don't prophesy anymore at Bethel. Because this is the king's sanctuary and the temple of the kingdom. Maybe he's employed there. He's a priest of Bethel. That is where his own domain is. And now Amos is coming to spoil his work. Then he's going to tell the king, King, I don't believe in this man that's coming around here. I'm going to tell him off. Because he's coming to prophesy and give to us. How can God, God that is so merciful, how can God be saying that we are going into exile, we are going to deal with us with the sword and all this judgmental type of prophecy that is given. And thank God for boldness. Amos replied. Let's read that reply together in that uh, verse uh, 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 14b. I was neither a prophet nor the son of a prophet, but I was a shepherd. And I also took care of sycamore trees 
But the Lord took me from tending the flock. And he said to me, Go, prophesy to my people Israel. Now then, hear the word of the Lord. You say, Do not prophesy against Israel. And stop preaching against the descendant of Isaac. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. May we, may we not touch that dangerous part. In the name of Jesus. When people are doing the right thing, I will keep on challenging them. If a challenge gets too much here and they call on God, he will strike. In the midst of this, uh, conf- this confusion that this Amaziah is bringing, I think Amos, because the man that worked with God, said, look, I don't take this grace of God upon my life for granted. I was not born by a pastor. Neither are my parents evangelists. Neither is anything. But what, what I just want to tell you, I'm a I, I'm a shepherd. Someone that cares for trees. That's the, what I do. But that sleeps a lot to call me out. So I'm going to do the work. One of us is born, but we're not born by a pastor. But by the grace of God, God calls us out. Especially those of you that are put in position of pastors, elders, uh, deaconesses, you must not take the grace for granted. Or you are asked to lead different groups in the church. You must not take it for granted. Amen. We must make sure that we do our work rightly. We must make sure that we are hearing from God. When we hear from God, even when we are challenged, we'll be able to say, look, <laughs> this position that I'm in is not uh, by my own uh, whatever power. But it pleased the Lord to put me here. So I must say the truth when God is sending me. That's why the truth, we must say the truth about God's word to people and uh, they will listen. But because he touched that, that part of him, God has to speak judgment again. May we not come under the judgment of the Lord. And that brings me to the notes. It says here, chapter 7. Note that there are that three of the visions are in uh, chapter 7. What are the three visions in chapter 7? Again, you must not waste time because I told you about it. I'm supposed to read it. And the plumb line. So, and in chapter 8 and chapter 9, we also see the other vision, which is the basket of food. And, uh, I forget it yet. I must really get the correct one to tell you. Let me just, for that basket of food, I know it. Amen. Vision of God's judgment, that's what you see in this chapter 7. Amos has a series of visions concerning God's judgment on Israel. God was planning to judge Israel by sending a swarm of locusts, which is chapter 7, 1 to 3, sending fire, chapter 7, 4 to 6, and you can see Isaiah 30, 30. Isaiah 66, 16 for that fire. Deuteronomy 32, 22. 1 Peter 3, 12 to 18. They will mention but a few. Then the third one, wall, uh, wall and plumb line. Chapter 7, 7 to 9. Plumb line is a device used for straightening of a wall. I told you about that. And as you go on to the other chapters. 
I've just explained these other ones for you. That uh, he can see Amos here as an intercessor. As an intercessor. Even in the midst of the vision that he has seen, he prayed to God. And God heard him. May God hear our prayers in Jesus' name. Prayer is a key word. Even in the midst of God's judgment, or when we begin to see things happen in our lives, in the life of many other people that are close to us, we must do what? We must pray. Because God honors our prayer when we pray. He says, is, is anyone in trouble? James chapter 5. We should do what? Do we have problem? We should do what? He said, if, um, he said the prayer offered by, uh, by the saint will be honored by God. Amen. And he went to tell us again that Elijah was a man like us. He prayed that some, the rain should not fall for three and a half years and it did not rain. But in this case, I will put it this way, that whatever we ask of God when we pray, he will actually answer us. Because here, you hear that I said, uh, I cried out on the line that was sovereign Lord, forgive. Only need to speak one word or sentence. Lord, forgive. How can this happen to these people? And what did God do? Verse 3, the Lord relented. That should, that's a sign that when we get into trouble and we pray, God will definitely answer us. In Jesus' name. So, and he said in verse 6 again, so the Lord did what again? Relented. But here comes the, the, uh, the plumb, plumb line, yes. This is what the Lord showed to me. The Lord was standing by the wall. And the Lord asked me, what do you see, Amos? A plumb line. May God open our eyes so that I can be able to see correctly. Because he has promised us, he has promised us his, us his spirit and vision. So let's tap into it. So that when we see, we'll be able to walk well with God. Then the Lord said, look, I'm setting a plumb line among my people, Israel. I will spare them no longer. The high place of Isaac will be destroyed. I ask you to mark those words. Destroyed. High places. What are the high places in our lives? God said it will be destroyed. And the sanctuaries of Israel will be ruined. When you start to practice irregular uh, things, our sanctuaries will be destroyed. Our body is the temple of the living God. Amen. When we start to use our body for bad, bad things, may the Lord help us. I was able to read to, uh, to us in, uh, in Ireland, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 21, when you have hate. You have rage, malice, and all these sorts of that. What happened to that body? To be ruined. Let's go to that Ephesians chapter 4.31. Let's read it together. Get rid of... Is that all? Yeah. That is what you are supposed to do. But any sanctuary that is full of rage, that is full of uh, malice, that is full of... Uh, what is it again there? 
anger, brawling, slander. Today you are the one that will see slandering other people. What happened to such sanctuaries will be ruined. Paradventure, we are just looking at ordinary sanctuaries. We must refer that to our daily lives. When your own, the type of home that you live is a home where people gossip. It's a home where people come and do parade. It's a home where they settle down. <laughs> Hello, I just think maybe you are home. I'm going to the market. Since your house is near to the market, and then you sit down. From coffee to gossip. From coffee, ah, what do you have in the house? When they give you uh, peanuts, then the peanuts is making your head to crack. They begin to do all this slandering and all the rest of that. He said, what will happen to such people? They will be ruined. With my sword, I will rise against the house of Jeroboam. May that not be us in Jesus' name. And here comes the, the, the priest of doom. Even when, other, when, 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 the, when there is a message, you don't, they don't ask you to, go and, uh, uh, to, to relay the message in a very wrong way. Priest of doom, now I've heard and because of what he will eat, he went and represented Amos in a very wrong way to the king. And what did he say? He said, look, they say you will die. Hey. You know, that preaching on Sunday, how did you see it? He's referring to you, you know. Because of you want to gain respect from people and you turn it. Uh-uh. Sister this. Brother that. You are the only one that knows all these things. May the Lord help us. Because we must relate these things to ourselves. Are you the one that is looking for favor from people? And then you are going to carry wrong story. This is number one of it. God said something, then you go and misinterpret it. Amaziah was not uh, interested in, in God's message. He was only interested in his own. This is better. Better go to Judah. Live better here for us. This is cathedral. Maybe from uh, Bethesda. Go to Bethesda. You understand what I'm saying? Because of, he, he, he refused to understand the truth because of his belly, because of what he will eat. Then Amaziah said to him, must get out, you see. Go back to the land of Judah. And your bread there. Leave me here because this is where I'm making it. And then you are saying rubbish. I will say that to the king. That is the way we, we say that. Is that you? And uh, because of what we eat, we start to do wrong things. He must answer that Messiah was neither a prophet nor the son of a prophet. Look, I'm saying the truth. There is nothing. They can't bribe me with anything. I'm not a priest like you. I don't, but I'm only working for God. I'm only working for God. When we walk for God, when we walk with the Lord, in the light of His Word, there is a glory. I'm only doing God's work because there is a glory. I'm only doing God's work because it's God that has sent me. Man has not sent me. So I'm not going to uh, uh, take your prophecy as you, as, as you want me to take it. Do not prophesy against Israel and stop preaching against the descendants of Jacob. This is what the Lord says. From there, he was able, God's anger, you know, came. And this message was sent to that prophet. May that not be us. In Jesus' name. I rest my case. Is there any question? Please, please, thank you. I'm looking at the two personalities of Amos. 
in verse 3 and verse 6, there he was before, as soon as he saw it, before God will do much more. And to limit the damage, there he was begging for mercy and forgiveness. But then in verse 17, it was almost as if he just did not have the time. He was just straight away of um, issuing out um, judgment. Mm-hmm. Not that he doesn't have the time. He, he was actually listening to God. You know, as he, somebody, somebody has, and this today we might not see it like this. If we must regard people that are really close to the heart of God, especially ministers or elderly people that God has placed over us that are praying, intercessors, we must regard them. Because they are actually in the presence of God and they are doing the real work of God. If you now go behind, God is still punishing today. And you begin to run commentaries about them. In the case of this one, he, uh, Amaziah actually came face to face to Amos. Because of that, Amos is someone that sees vision. Amos is someone that has received the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. He could prophesy. Amos is someone that could see vision as well. So maybe as Amaziah was doing his own belly thing, what we eat, and was coming against God, because when you come against a man of God or a prophet of God, you are coming against God himself. And during that time, God must have shown him. But because he's a prophet, it's a big, a very hard message. He really have to dish it out. Today, God, because we are in the, in the time of grace, amen. There are a lot of people that run bad, bad commentary. There are even people that don't even have the fear. They will go and meet the man of God and say, man of God, why do you behave like this? You understand? But because we are in the, in the, in the time of grace, his grace is sufficient for us. He will just soften the, 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 the mind of, of the man or woman of God, like Jesus, you know, and said, forgive them, for they know not what they do. When you remember that blood that was shed, you just say, Lord, because of your blood. That's why we must be very careful when we study this thing. You must not just talk to people anyhow. Even ordinary children that you are seeing like this, you must not talk to them anyhow. There are people, what did they say about little children? Let them come to me, isn't it? For theirs is what? And then you are debarring them from God. When they make mistakes, you don't tell them the right thing. You know, we are not just only, not only when you put them at home. Lots of people get together. Oh no, I can't be bothered, you know. Let them stay at home. When the trouble will come, huh, nobody will be able to deliver you from it. So we must not take, you know, in the case of uh, Amaziah, he, he actually faced the prophet of God. There are a lot of ways that we, we dis, dis, disrespect God. And God will be looking. But if God, because of his grace, then the man of God will be praying, to, Lord forgive. Lord forgive. I can see men of God that are called, even in this time of grace, praying like Amos here. That's why Amos will relent. Because we hear something from the pulpit, you go and represent it. Ah! Oh, tired now. They have extended that uh, 90 days prayer. What is God saying? We are even confused. <laughs> you didn't know that it's God. Sometimes people push me. You know, now I refuse to be pushed. Amen. I will now go to the man of God. The day God corrected me, I have to take my... Let us rest for a while. I said, you can rest. 
And you, when you hear the mouth, thank God for the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit too will help me. And say, ah, you, you can't afford. Did you hear what the man of God said? But I'm listening to the people. Let's all rest for a while. Now, we have just missed 90 days. Ah, you can rest. If that's what you are hearing, I'm hearing that we should continue. Amen. May God give us that grace. There's nothing too much. Yesterday, a terrible news came. You know, we heard it from Nigeria. A leader's wife died. And we've been praying, we've been shocked and surprised since yesterday. She's serving, she's working hard, she's doing everything that we're doing. We didn't know why that happened. So let everybody take God seriously. There's no meeting that is too small to come. In hearing the word of God, we must be number one. In coming to church, we must be number one. In praying, we must be number one. We must not move back. Even me that is talking. Amen. We must all take God for, not, not take God for granted. Today, God is speaking to the prophet sometimes. They are hearing, but sometimes you are not hearing. The enemy will come across our way and say, ah, ah, it's too much. Hey, my friends, church, you don't pray like this. It's too much. Ah. I, only God knows the way he's using Apostle William, so... I even don't know how he's doing it. He's going to school. He's reading again. You know, ah. May God help you. When there is something that is too much for you, just pray. I got to that point now. Instead of running commentary and running commentary and, uh, you know, ah, well, we are tired. Some of you is your wife that was talking to your ears. Some of you is your husband that was talking to your ears. Some of you, they are friends in the church. Ah, <laughs> You are there again. Oh, may the Lord help all of you. Me and God knows that uh, the child that you are asking from God, and God gave you that child, you are not using that child as an excuse. Things that God gives to you, ah, God knows that this car. I don't even have money to fuel the car, so what's the big deal? Apostle too should understand when he doesn't have money. What is your equivalent? You know, you run another commentary there. May the Lord help us. So there are some people like Amazia. May we not be the Amazia of our own time. That confront men and women of God. Or confront prophets of God. May we not be that Amazia. May we not be that Amazia that goes to the, the tail bearer and go. What the man of God has said, you go and transform it in another way. Amos is hearing from God. Amazia is hearing from himself and devil. May we not be at the amazia of our time. May God help us in everything that we do. I rest my case. If there is no other addition, uh, I rest my case here. All I want us to take, take on board today is just go home today and say, in the, Lord, show me vision so that if this man is in God, the amazia, the, the real priest, the call himself a priest, if he's in God, he will see all these things that Amos is saying. He will not be seeing other things. He will not be seen uh, uh, protecting himself. I'm the only prophet here. I'm the only one that can talk to the king. You go and go away with your prophecy. You know, it won't be that. He will join together to do the great work of ministry. And he will have been blessed. And not take that curse. When we meet by next week, by the grace of God, we'll be looking into... Uh, I'll be bringing your, uh, those of you that have submitted your service long time, you know, I, I keep on, anytime I want to bring you, I forget. 
Do you understand? So don't think I'm not going to set up questions for you. I'm setting questions because I've set all the questions I'm going to ask. But this time I'll be going straight to the point and then I just want to see how you'll be answering your questions. I'll go from left to right, things that we have studied before, so that I know that some of us that are writing notes, you can go back to your notes. Then I'm going to move you in, I'm going to move you out. I've told you some of the answer for this uh, Amos now. Who was Amos? Yes. So what is, you know, if for every chapter that we study, we always see something. Nehemiah, I'm doing a great job, I cannot come down. So what is that phrase of Amos here? Yes, put it on the screen for them. The phrase is there, so I can read it. Nobody failed my class. Go. I'm not born by whatever. Go on. What does that, I'll just say, discuss? How does that affect your own reasoning? Everybody should tell me how, how that one helps you in the work of ministry. Because I'm going to ask that question. How, what is your own suggestion? In the midst of your challenges, I ask like that. You know, there is a challenge for Amos here. And then he was able to say, look, as far as I'm concerned, I'm not a... I'm just ordinary. God called me. I'm not born by pastor. I'm not born by reverend. I'm not born by anybody. I'm just Mr. Nobody, but God called me. So how, how does that affect your own lifestyle? Or how, how is it meaningful to you? You want to explain to me in the midst of any challenge. Amen. So if there is no, no more contribution, we bring the meeting to a close. Would you like to be part of a vibrant church in the midst of beautiful, awe-inspiring surroundings? Christ Faith Tabernacle at the CFT Cathedral Woolwich is now open for all. Apostle Alfred Williams, apostolic leader to churches around the globe, warmly invites you to come and be part of this incredible move of God. Every Sunday at 10 a.m., 186 Power Street, Woolwich, London. In our beautiful, recently refurbished cathedral, we are seeing miracles happen, people healed, needs are met, lives are transformed. The Word of God is preached with power through Apostle Alfred Williams. I want you to know this, that there is a God in heaven who has sent His Son, Jesus Christ, and by Him, anyone who believes in Him, carry the very authority of God which, with which He created the heavens and the earth. Jesus said, freely you receive and freely give. I want to say this to you. Stop going around to people. Kneel down where you are. Talk to the God who created the heavens and the earth in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and you will receive your miracle now. And be sure not to miss our two life-changing events. Overcomers Night Vigil. Hear the voice of God. Receive life-changing teaching. Be lifted through dynamic worship. Become an overcomer on the last Friday of every month at 7pm. And also come and celebrate with us at our exciting monthly victory nights. Receive your breakthrough. Be empowered to win. Come and claim your victory on the first, second and third day of every month. Whatever age, nationality or background you are from, there is something very special for you at the Christ Faith Tabernacle Cathedral Woolwich.
every Sunday at 10am, 186 Power Street, Woolwich, London, SE18 6NL.